Dr. Nimrod Mbili is an academic, a successful businessman who has a talent to simplify business and make it relevant beyond the boardroom. Catch Dr. Nimrod Mbili live at Beyond Governance, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbili. A very good evening to all and, and welcome to tonight's edition of Beyond Governance. My name is Nimrod Mbili. Uh, once again, I'm honored to be in your company and thank you for listening to the show. I'm privileged indeed. Um, I'll be with you from now until seven o'clock and hopefully when we, we would have covered a number of significant issues, uh, you know, relating to governance issues. Um, if you missed our show last week, uh, you know, please go to our website, uh, which is www.high.com, uh, um, sorry, dot, 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 www.highfm.com and retrieve the podcast and advise us on your assessment. Uh, my uh, sincere, you know, um, you know, gratitude to, to those who came before me, um, you know, which is, you know, Kathy Kayla, uh, Mandy, Sasha, DJ Flo and Vusi. Um, and, and they, I'm sure they have kept you, you know, well glued to your radios and as they always do, giving you all the goodies that make what High FM is all about. Um, for those that want to keep in touch with us tonight, um, my, our SMS line is 34519. The WhatsApp line is, of course, it's 061. Uh, 8951019 and my email address is nimrod at uh, nimrod at high dossier.za. Uh, moving on swiftly tonight, we are, you know, South Africa is such a very interesting country because you never get bored, um, particularly on issues that are at the heart of corporate governance. Um, and tonight we, we are reviewing some of the latest, you know, uh, relevations about uh, the VBS Bank. We have noted that, um, you know, the ANC, uh, amongst others, is, has been the beneficiary of the, the, the loot. Uh, and, of course, this brings a number of issues that, you know, is worthy of being, you know, interrogated. And, and of course, um, you know, we would obviously welcome, you know, uh, insights from a number of uh, thought leaders. And in this particular instance, we'll be joined in line uh, by General Bandholimisa from the UDM, who will give us a sense uh, from him um, as to what he makes of the monies that has been received by the NC, uh, by the ANC in a chain of two million rents. And I believe the general is online. Uh, good evening, General, and welcome to Beyond Governance. Uh, good evening, sir. But uh, I thought um, Solosi and Maxlovo are no longer in government because uh, it would appear it's either your line or my phone is bad. <laughs> There's too much noise here on the line. Can you clear it and phone me back? Okay, now let's let's do that. We seem to have a problem with General Holmes's line. Um, uh, and while we're still trying to get a proper line from General. <laughs> Um, I want to introduce my my studio guest. We've got Zolisim uh, Commander from um, Commander Adversary Services and Justice Ndaba from Knowledge Anchors Group. The two colleagues will give us insight based on what the generals and, of course, other you know people will be coming through to the fore uh, as to wh- what what their take is on the latest and greatest with regards to VBS. Uh, and talking on that, we'll also be joined online by the uh, the leader of the SACP. Um, you know, um, um, you know, Dr. Reverend Kenneth Mishwe, who would also give us a perspective on, 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 you know, the party's view, you know, with regards to 
what 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 is happening uh, and i believe uh, we we still try, trying to get hold of um you know revenant um, sorry we trying we still trying to get hold of um general bandon misa in the meantime can i just take this opportunity to welcome my guest colleagues good good evening and welcome good evening doc good evening to all the listeners uh, welcome, guys. Uh, thank you very much. And I believe um, we the the general is back online. General, can you hear us now? Are, are, are you are you back? Yeah, I'm back, but uh, you are still you are faint. Uh, I'm I'm sorry about that. Let's 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 make the best of the line, as it were. General, um, earlier on, I've indicated that the, the, the thrust of our conversation is going to be on the allegations uh, leveled against the NC receiving uh, part of the loot. Um, I want to hear from your side as to what the position of uh, UDM is in relation to um, the, these kinds of allegations. Well, we, I think we're all aware that. Uh, Better is being investigated by the Hawks, by uh, NPA, and so on. That's what we were told by the government. But uh, in principle, there is nothing wrong for financial institutions to give money to to the political parties. But what is strange on this one? is that the ruling party doesn't know whether they got the money or not, because they are not saying we did receive it. But what we are reading in the papers is that it didn't go direct. It went via a certain kitchen and then on the highway and so on and so on. <laughs> so in that way, I don't think that's clean. But if a bank wants to donate the money to a political party, it should go directly to the account uh, of that political party. Uh, in hindsight, though, the ANC should be feeling ashamed that today they are being seen as people or their party that it has, is associated with looting of uh, the poor people in Venda who have seen or had demanding their money. So I think they need to take a moral position on that one and and, and track down as to who actually went and asked the ZBS to donate money to the ANC. Thank you for for, for that, um, um, uh, General. But, but I think what you have alluded to as a matter of principle, which I, I completely agree with you in that um, there is nothing wrong when a bank or an institution, for that matter, makes a donation. But it creates, you know, there's a bigger question behind this kind of scenario because it it, it now begins to, um, you know, uh, 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 ask bigger questions as to um, the kinds of you know practices and the kinds of look and feel of companies that are donating um, funds to political parties uh, moving forward. W- what is the biggest lesson for you uh, drawing from the VBS in as far as what we've seen is concerned? Well, unfortunately, one has to look at the question of uh, tightening the party funding legislation and make sure that at least a, a political party, in particular a ruling party, 
uh, or rather all political parties, they should avoid going to borrow money, for instance, to in SOE or fair table to SOE or ask SOEs to come and advertise and buy stores in their conferences. That is an institutionalized corruption. We should stop that. If we want to get money, we should be getting money from the private sector, but not through government institutions or through the via back door. Or alternatively, if uh, the, 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 the government or South Africa that way would put more money in supporting multi-party democracy, then you avoid any political party which is going to go around with a petty power and then start uh, tempted to go to institutions like PIC, EPS, Transnet, PASA. This way then you get the, the 10% percent Oh, that one is Mr. 10%. No. I, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, General. It's, it's quite a very uh, insightful um, thought process because the idea is to obviously limit um, the kind of um, you know uh, potential um, you know corrupt relationship between a party as well as you know institutions. Uh, but 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 this is obviously at the principal level. How far are we from getting to that environment, which is which which takes into account these because legislative framework that. It does take time to come to fruition. Uh, from where you're sitting in terms of tightening the screws, as you've put in out, how far are we uh, in getting, you know, these kind of things sorted out? You mean the legislation? Yes, sir. Uh, the legislation is seeking, is gathering dust at the federal Roman process office. We passed it at, uh, at as, as National Assembly level, and I think uh, NCOP, so he said the presidency, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, thank you very much, General, for, for your, you, for, for your thought. And there you go. We had a General uh, Bantuholomisa, who's the leader of UDM, giving us a perspective as to what are some of the control mechanisms or measures that uh, parties need to think about to alleviate or to circumvent the kind of um, corruption that we have, we have, we have seen. Um, and, and, you know, Justice Kifa could just bring you here, and, and, and as well as Yumzo, he made reference to institutionalized corruption in that um, all these SOEs, um, you know, who, who are defined as your 10%, uh, ten <laughs> percent um, uh, entities, presumably, if the deal comes through, whoever, you know, facilitate the transaction, um, um, gets 10%. Um, how, how, your, first, your take on that, and secondly, how, how entrenched is that principle, or is it just an, an isolated incident? Well, in the, uh, the example that he gives, we now know that in the VBS saga, a lot of these uh, so-called facilitators got the 10% indeed, <laughs> because um, which which is what he's talking about. But I think um, so. In in essence, the investigations thus far, at least from the report of uh, Advocate Mutau, 
does point to a lot of commissions, so-called commissions, being paid to facilitators. Also, those guys that made sure that municipalities pay through the monies, they got kickbacks. I mean, they, the treasurer of the uh, ANC in Lipopo allegedly got, um, that's how allegedly he got the kickback. And the uh, chairperson, uh, the lady, uh, that's how she also allegedly got by, for instance, facilitating the certain municipalities from within for them to to be able to pay in. But I think the general touches on a very good point in the sense that, you see, in state entities, uh, as you know, uh, we come from a culture of deployment. Of, of comrades. So therefore, it would always, it doesn't matter how you look at it. When you have, um, governing party functions, and then you have state entities within those functions, uh, buying tables, which, I mean, everyone, if, generally it's an open, uh, approach where everybody comes on board and buy, but it looks fuzzy if the state institutions, for instance, buy tables. We know from, for instance, the breakfast of, uh, New Age and that, that ultimately, while it looked like it was everything was above board, but essentially, afterwards, it does. Um, it was found that those breakfast uh, sessions um, were, were, were sponsored at very big amounts. That you know, uh, I'm not sure whether they derived a lot of value out of those. So it does it does uh, present itself as a problem. For instance, at this point, if you look at the Two million rent that has been paid. At the moment, the two million rent, what we know is that it cannot be accounted for. What can be seen was the, the 250,000 where a table was bought. That amount is known, which means that if you're saying that you donated to the party, surely there should be a transaction that shows either at the provincial level or at the treasurer site at at, uh, at national level. So I hope that the investigation from the ANC side comes, uh, the, is concluded quite quickly. And, um, I, I'm encouraged by the fact that the spokesperson of the ANC did say that if they found anything irregular, they'll return the money. So that, that, that would be very good. Good to hear, uh, Ndaba. Um, Zolisi, your, your take on what General has, uh, put forward as, What's, what seems to be an inherent uh, contradiction in as far as the funding model is concerned? Um, can I just take a different uh, take on, on this and, and talk about something that uh, I've, you know, people don't really have not spoken about uh, in all this VBS thing. Um, the issue for me is accountability or lack thereof. Let's give you a, a, this typical example. There was a story of a process CFO having resisted mm. um, the shenanigans mm. that, <clears throat> that relates to, to VBS. And the Capricorn municipality. Uh, yes. Mm. Now we can have all the laws. I mean there's nothing wrong with PFMA. Mm. There's nothing wrong with the Municipal Finance Act, whatever it is called. The issue is implementation and people being made to account. Let me give you an example using PRASA. The CF, the, the governance structure at Prasa. There's, there's a audit committee, audit and risk committee. Uh, if, if, if they, if that's combined. The CFO, you know, during all this 
time where she was bombarded with requests and stuff. Um, the question for me was, as these things happen, why were these things reported to the to the government structures? For her and the whoever responsible for risk at Prasa would have would have taken this thing to 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 the audit and risk committee, for instance, and then eventually to the board. Uh, if that happened, what did the board say? What did the board do? Because uh, what you're seeing now is a whole lot of people who are saying they did not know. Uh, I mean, you and I know, we all know that the, the issue for the, the issue for, for governance is, is not whether the board knew or not. It, it, it's about whether the board ought to have known. And I don't buy the story, for instance, that, uh, uh, this may very well be controversial, but I don't, I don't, I don't buy the story that the, the Reserve Bank did not know. The story is that the, these, these things were, were, were reported to, to the Reserve Bank by a minority shareholder who was 26%. Because I, I think the PACI also has another 26% at some stage before, uh, before the rights issue, uh, that happened to dilute them. So, People knew corruption doesn't happen overnight. Takes takes it, it happens over over a period of time, and it, during that time, the question is what happens? Who is may who takes accountability? Who makes people accountable? That that to me is is an issue that we we in, in this whole VBS thing we we haven't heard or spoken about enough. But but it's very clear, um, and, and well, at one level, I agree with you that. Um, under normal circumstances, you would expect a properly constituted board to be, you know, to to subscribe to dictates of Companies Act, uh, but also, you know, uh, King codes and 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 all the kind of stuff that is associated with with good governance as a method of principle. But we have seen over and over again that, uh, you know, the, the you know we have entities or individuals that are schizophrenic. At one level, they're expected to 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 oblige or or, or be you know be, be be directed by the dictates of law, but the behavioral um, you know or dimensions out of things are quite different. So so I think it's a kind of problem that we see from time to time because we all agree that you know legislative why we 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 on the same page, um, but it is application. Mm. And perhaps maybe the bigger question for me is the consequence management. Um, Absolutely. Because because accountability is there, the frameworks are there. Uh, what is missing, which sets a bad precedent, is all issues around around an accountability and consequence consequence management thereof. Yes, mm. there is none in place clearly from what we've seen, or very little. <laughs> no, Look, uh, uh, my take really is that um, when we. When we look at many of these bigger scandals, whether en- Enron, whether um, Steinhoff, whether VBS, what is clear now is you have a lot of collusion by the um, structures. For instance, if you have, because I mean, structures that are supposed to have oversight on one another, if they end up colluding, you know, from executives to the subcommittees to, because in all of these instances, you had sufficient and adequate reports being submitted to the Reserve Bank and all of that, because uh, throughout the chain, 
there was a lot, whole lot of collusion in terms of 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 of, of, of fictitious numbers, you know, which were being passed through correctly. So mm-hmm. if you were to come in and 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 audit and assess, you would clearly not find fault because you you would have proper resolutions in place, proper meetings, proper meet, minutes, proper reports that are being submitted, right? So in in all of these, there was collusion throughout that that cut across. But which means uh, I hear you, Justice, um, that when you have um, verification documentation in place, mm. it is easy to you know obviously put wool around you know. Which means what is person maybe missing is the the extent to which uh, controls one are in place, but secondly. Who verifies what has been submitted? But while we're still on that point, I believe uh, we've got Reverend Michel is on the line. Uh, uh, good evening, Reverend. Welcome to Beyond Governance. Good evening, sir. Thank you, sir, and 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 and, and thanks for taking time. Um, the question that we you know we're deliberating in studio at the moment is the two million rands, which is supposedly uh, um, you know gotten by the ANC you know from the proceeds. I, 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 I know, sir. I know, sir. Hello, hello. Um, if an adjustment could be made to your system, because uh, I can hardly hear it's blurring, kind of. Okay, can you hear us now, um, um, Doctor Misha? I beg your pardon. Can you hear us now? And on your now. Is it? Okay, we're going to come back to Dr. Meshire uh, for a second because we seem to have a technical problem with this line. Um, and going back to the issue that I've raised with uh, colleagues in studio, wherein we, we're still trying to find exactly where the loopholes, because it's very clear that law, the law is there, um, it's the ex- execution, but perhaps maybe, and, and my, my point earlier is that we, we, we don't seem to have um, you know, uh, a precedent around consequence management. And 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 Mzolisi seems to agree with me, um, and and but but how do we go over that? Because uh, if it's go, if it, if it's given that uh, consequence management, that's what is lacking. Consequence, where if you find something wrong, because I mean, we if let the point that which I agree with, by the way, that there has to be. But I'm trying to illustrate the fact that how complex is concealment uh, in these processes, you know, where. You get your normal, uh, if you look at, um, the, the AFS of March 2017 of VBS was fully approved, fully signed off, right? And in, you know, all of those things. And if you look at the, uh, the, uh, quarterly reports to the, to the Reserve Bank, all of those well submitted, fully approved, because you had very highly qualified CAs and very highly qualified chairpersons of the board, even of subcommittees. But what then happened is ultimately you had uh, all of these structures colluding. Therefore, concealment becomes very difficult until you actually do find out. You know, now that's when then we can agree that people need to begin to, 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 to go to jail, for instance. But we are in a constitutional democracy, meaning that when you have found wrong, then processes must take place. In this case, we're relying quite a lot on uh, the prosecuting authorities. My only concern was that the prosecuting authorities seem to have been waiting for the report. But I was saying, look, I mean, at the end of the day, prosecuting authorities really should investigate crime regardless. You know, once the the matter is vindicated, is, 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 is at in the public, they should begin to, the, 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 
the investigation uh, uh, mechanisms already. You know, you don't have to wait because some of these processes in commissions can take quite long. Okay. On that note, Justice, um, I believe um, um, Reverend Michelle is on the line. Good evening, Reverend. Uh, hopefully the line is better this time around. Yeah, it's better, not, but not perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much for taking time, Reverend. The, 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 the issue that we, we're grappling with in student now is the, you know, the, the, the collapse of VBS, and we have noted that uh, there's been uh, a number of, of, of looting incidents, and, and one of them implicates the ANC in the sense that there's this uh, 2 million rand which, which, which is supposedly benefited the ANC. Um, the question that, that, that one would want to ask is, um, and, and which, which, which cut across all political parties in that at some point political parties do get funding. But at what point do, 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 do you self-correct? At what point do you really verify what is forthcoming to you um, as, as a party or as an entity? Because of the sound, if I heard your question correctly, sir. Um, when, normally when donations are made, uh, one does not necessarily trace exactly where they come from, except for the treasurer that received the funds would know where they come from. Mm-hmm. But if it becomes known that they come from questionable sources, then the best thing to do is to return those funds. Now, in this case with VBS, um, it is money unfortunately, that belong to the poorest of the poor. So the ANC needs to make a very clear statement about who knew about this two million rents. I apologize to the public for having been part of individuals and organizations that robbed the poor people Working hawkers, mothers, grandmothers who are trying to make to save uh, from the little income they had. So we need to apologize and also return that money. And if at all they say they did not know, now they have to deal with the person who knew. Because every finances that come in and part is made, so and so has donated, so and so has donated. So I'll be interested to know whether the report was given to them about the source of the financing. So for their own image, and particularly the president who has said that they are breaking away with corruption, they have to, they should not wait for another day or week. Actually, this week, they should have set the record straight. Either we knew about this, we made a mistake, we apologized, we paid back, or we did not know. And if they did not know, who received the money on their behalf, and why didn't you report report that to the organisation? I, I, I hear your you point, Rev. Uh, but I think here's another bigger issue that, that probably is giving South Africans a bit of a headache is the, 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 the position by the, the Reserve Bank to, to terminate or to, to suspend the license of VBS. And there's, there are talks as to look, let's, let's re, you know, uh, uh, you know, let's, let's reinvest or revive the bank. Um, from where you're sitting as a party, having seen um, the role that has happened, would it be advisable for, for the Reserve Bank to liquidate the bank or is there uh, uh, somehow a way in which the bank could be saved? I do not I do not support uh, saving the bank. 
I think the position taken by the Reserve Bank should be supported. If an exception would have to be made, then VBS executive members need to tell us why they deliberately violate the rules by taking money from municipalities, something they knew they were not supposed to do. You know, if it was just um, they have mismanaged and people have looted, and yet they have not gone against the advice of the Reserve Bank, it was something different. But they have deliberately uh, overruled, deliberately ignored the advice they were given. So, there is a, a kind of a form of arrogance that has been displayed by the directors. And so to now say to the public, let's say to the bank, who are going to be the directors? It has to be something that the public, particularly the Reserve Bank, is actively involved in, if that has to happen. Personally, I don't support it, but if it has to happen, the Reserve Bank cannot just allow unknown individuals to carry on with it with the VBS, but those who are appointed or voted in should be people who are known publicly and people should say every six months we want a report of what is happening. How are the books? Who is investing? And who is being paid? And uh, the golden handshakes and the loans that are not approved by the Reserve Bank because of what they've done should not be allowed. Finally, uh, uh, in, uh, uh, Reverend Michel, we, we've noted the, the, the treasurer of the ANC, uh, Denim Caesar, seeks to challenge the verdict of the report. Is, is there a leg that he's standing on, or what could be the loophole that one is beginning to, to take advantage of? Because so far, you know, the general view is that a proper investigation was done to come to a determination that so much fraud has happened. On what basis could this individual or group of individuals seeking to question uh, the, the the veracity of the of the report? You know, people who want to question the veracity of the report, uh, their their uh, motives are very very questionable. An investigation has been made by properly qualified people. It was not just one individual, but it was reputable, reputable organization. And the people who say they want to question, if they find they are not able to prove that the conclusion reached by the advocate is wrong, then there has to be some penalty. You know, we have people who have been using taxpayers' money to appeal, even court judgment, knowing that it doesn't come from their pocket. So those who want to, according for a review, we have to ensure that they pay from their own pocket because they want to waste taxpayers' money again. So we believe the report, I believe the report, anybody says I don't believe it, let them put their money, their hands in their own pocket and go and challenge it in court. Thank you very much, Reverend Mishwe, for your insight, uh, even though Lalar wasn't the greatest. As always, we really appreciate your input, sir. I'm so sorry if I didn't answer other questions correctly because the line is...
the poorest I've ever had for years. No, no, no. Thank you, sir. I think I think you've done exceptionally well. We appreciate okay, your you. we appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. That was uh, Reverend Michel, who is the leader of the AC, AACDP, giving us an insight. And I think what, what for me, uh, captures uh, pretty much the, 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 the essence of, of his uh, perspective is that we've had instances where executive would question or challenge what, uh, you know, the reports that were duly constituted, you know, where the process was administratively done correctly, uh, 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 but using, you know, the, you know, public funds to challenge this kind of stuff. You know, um, for me, that's, that's, that's a, a step in the right direction that you begin to enforce that he who challenges a report that has been correctly administered would have to challenge that from his point from his pocket mm. uh, until proven otherwise because we've seen these kind of cases been dragging all over and again um, at, the, at, at the expense of taxpayers' money. Mm. Your, your take on that? By the way, um, the, there's an announcement today that the Reserve Bank has made a decision uh, not to save the bank. So, oh. that, so that, that decision has been made. Now, the, the Rev talks about accountability. Um, and linked to accountability is, is, is a question of transparency, obviously. And um, this now goes back to, to, to ANC and whether they received you know, their money, the $2 million or not. Um, and, you know, whatever we, we, we talk about, it just revolves around those things. Um, and, and as we talk about these things, I mean, be spare thought for, 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 for people who have lost out in this thing. Um, I, I would I would argue, for instance, that there's there's merit in in, in saving the bank. Uh, it just really depends on the circumstances. Really, um, what it doesn't mean by saving a bank, if if you go back to what happened with with African Bank, for instance, what it does not mean by saving the bank is that the the people who were responsible for for its um, downfall in the first place will go will come back and run uh, around the bank. No, they mm. could go to jail Absolutely. and be made to pay the money back. Mm. Someone else runs the bank. Mm. It is also arguably an opportunity to to for 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 government to take it over and and that it's some kind of a state bank. Uh all albeit a regional state bank. Mm. The challenge though of, of we all know that we you know economic situation is such that it will be difficult. Uh, for government to to do that, given our financial situation in South Africa, um, even though perhaps you know there's there's the the, the, the wish or intention is there, financially it would be a challenge. But there's always a but, but 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 assuming the financial constraint was was not part of the equation, would it be ideal under the circumstances that the bank uh, would be saved? I, I actually think so because that, that bank so. served a niche. Yeah. Which the other banks are not. Uh, I mean, the, the res- when Reserve Bank intervened, yeah. they yeah. got NetBank uh, to, to to come and yeah. to, 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 you know, to to come and, and, yeah. and help out. Yeah. NetBank doesn't really serve that market, yeah. so there were also rumblings around NetBank access you know, issues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but is this an equity issue, or no. just a practical solution type of arrangements provided by the bank? Look, there's two as there's two processes here that you need to. One is uh, many of um, because of of the arrangement with NetBank, 
there's a hundred thousand rand limit. Uh, so which would cover a lot of the poorest people who would have had savings up to a hundred thousand. Those, if you go to NetBank and you, you, you provide your, your ID and all of that, so you, you, the NetBank will then open an account in NetBank and then you are able to transact up to a hundred thousand. The difficulty and the people who would lose in this case would be mainly the stock files, the, the big associations and companies and municipalities who have these, those, they are, the, the, the likelihood is that they have lost out, right? And now the, the issue of the Reserve Bank decision today is correct in the sense that in liquidation process, the issue really is about recognizing that the bank as in its current form is not able to meet its debts. Therefore, uh, at least it's not sequestration, yeah. <laughs> you know. So at least it's about saving it in a way, but making sure that a certain of obligations are met by ensuring that, um, you know, so, so it's a right step in the right direction. Eventually they will get to a point where probably um, uh, 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 they might save it in its totality depending on the processes that they follow. But at least it's a step in the right direction. Also, Meaning that they need to also embark on processes to recover the monies from, from the individuals that were purportedly, uh, received. Because what they need to do as part of the investigation is to say, look, here are the transactions. You received so much. What was it for? So that you are able to justify, for instance, if you say I was consulting like myself, uh, and I got 16 million rent, then I have to account as to what sort of consultation was that. You know, in the case of uh, the, the gentleman, as we know it. So slowly, if then there was found, it is found that there were irregular issues, then there's another court process that must be then probably sequestrated or even as a person now for, for, for the bank to try and recover its money. So it's still a long way. But, but, but you know, we're going to take a break. But uh, just before we take the break, this is one thing that I want us to ponder on. Uh, it is... Um, the, the, the beneficiaries or the victims, so to speak, the victims of VBS, what should happen to those people now and whose responsibility is it? Is it the reverse bank responsibility? Is it government responsibility to cushion, you know, the blow orchestrated by those who were looting? Uh, let's, let's, let's come back after the second. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. Welcome back. It's about six minutes to seven o'clock. It's amazing how time flies. Uh, before we went to the break, the question that we are dealing with in studio with uh, two of my uh, well-known friends, uh, which is uh, Justice Ndaba from uh, Knowledge Anchor Group, as well as Nzolisi Ngamanda from Ngamanda uh, Adversary Services, uh, we, we sort of taking time to interrogate the latest and greatest with regards to VBS Bank. Um, there's a call. Uh, which is politically motivated, of course, that there's a need to save the bank, but there's also other imperatives, i.e. the commercial viability of the bank. Uh, and, and we've just been told that, um, you know, the, the Reserve Bank decided to, to, you know, to close the bank uh, and look at the bank. So we're not really sure what, what, what sort of the thought processes which is involved, um, which, which guided the Reserve Bank to, to, to reach that kind of conclusion. But my colleagues have a different view, uh, you know, Mzolisi. Um, because I think there are two narratives here. There's a political narrative, uh, which looks at, um, you know, bringing in other players in the space. Uh, earlier on, you alluded to the fact that there is, uh, you know, the bank, 
um, was 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 playing in a particular niche market, which other banks were not playing. So therefore, they, it is not just a political consideration that is at play, but it's also um, you know the, the the commercial aspect of it. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, there's a in my view, there's a commercial rationale for for for, for saving the bank. Uh, as I was saying during the break, um, the, in saving the bank, the government doesn't have to put in 100% of equity. You may very well have people who have appetite because the bank, not only was it a niche, but it was also growing. But the, let me just say this, uh, having said that, um, I don't know what the, I, I can't say I disagree with the, the reasons behind, you know, uh, what, what um, the Reserve Bank, Bank has decided, uh, you know, um, it, it, I can only make past judgment when, when I know what what the what the, the reason is. So I can't condemn them, but I think uh, there, there's there's room for for, for saving this thing because there's a space for it in the banking sector. Well, your visa obviously shared by Domino South Africa. Justice, you, your take as to um, which of the two, um, you know, variables that needs to be accentuated. One, the political narrative that calls for, um, you know, uh, 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 you know, protecting or reviving the bank. Uh, but the question is, would it really be viable? Um, and which, are, which, which, based on what you said, so it is likely to be viable. It is just that it was in the wrong, it was in the wrong hands. There's not so much problem about the product and services because they were able to address specific needs, which the needs were obviously there in the market. Yeah. Uh, it is just that it, it, it was in the wrong hands. Uh, but but what sort of consideration would would, would you think of, uh, you know, saving the bank? Mm. Uh, 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 thank you, Doc. Um, I I do agree fully that the the step and the announcement today by the Reserve Bank to start the liquidation process is the correct one because you begin to want to um, meet your, your, your debt requirements. Um, also, in addition, because that could be one step towards saving the bank ultimately, um, I also support fully the issue of ensuring that all monies are recovered, at least as far as possible. And they also do feel fully accept and support that people who have done wrong should really uh, be taken to task. And those that need to go to jail need to go to jail. In as far as the bank as a, um, as, as, as a service, I think that I'm very much convinced that it is required. So I, I am in favor, after all of these processes, ensuring that accountability is achieved. Um, there is value in ensuring that, um, I mean, we have similar banks in the, uh, already if you look at uh, the Itala Bank uh, in the KZN, which serves a particular purpose for the rural people. Um, and and so, so, so for that, I think there is a, a value proposition to, to, to ensure that, but then we have learned the lesson of, um, of, 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 of governance and, and ensuring therefore that the new infrastructures that we put in place, uh, we now know what are the things to avoid. So that is my view on it. Okay. Well, unfortunately, we don't have much time. We're going to have to leave it there. It has been quite an interesting, um, conversation, but uh, I think for me that there's, I mean, Borrowing from what you have put forward as 
considerations, not only just from a political uh, perspective, but also from a, a commercial side of things. There, there seems to be uh, merit on both sides of, of the coin. It is just that the, the, the bank was managed by, by, by you know, uh, questionable individuals who brought it uh, to its knees. But it doesn't necessarily mean that um, that there's no need. And and I think I like what you just said, Justice, as a way of, of closing, that liquidation does not necessarily mean that the bank is... It's, in, in fact, it could be one mechanic um, just to, you know, uh, revive it under a new dispensation because, um, you know, we, we, have, we have agreed that it was serving a specific purpose of which the market still needed that kind of uh, intervention. On that note, folks, uh, it has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming through and making your time. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, Thanks good Doc. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, we have to leave it there. It has been an absolute pleasure having a conversation on this very complex issue. Until we meet again, have a good one.